Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay, hello everyone and welcome to the show. Today we have Amita Gangaram. She is the founder of Holistic Vision. Uh, Amita partners with wellness-driven businesses and coaches to show them how to run a successful online business without overwhelm or fear of the tech stuff, which, oh good God, we have that. And she guides them every step of the way through business and marketing mentorship to launch and grow online. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you for being here today. Thank you, Katie, for having me. I'm really looking forward to being here and being of service to you and your audience. Oh, fantastic. Well, hey, so to start, could you just simply share with our audience a bit more about who you are and uh, how you serve your clients? Yeah, sure. Um, I run, sorry, my throat today. Oh, you are all okay. (laughs) I I have a digital marketing agency based here in Brisbane, Australia, um, soon to be South Australia. And I have been in business for nearly 20 years. Um, I originally started my career actually as a naturopath, so in the health and wellness industry. And I opened up several businesses within that space over a period of um, 15 years. And I really loved um, connecting with people and um, helping them and seeing their journey with their health. But I also realized that one of my other passions was the actual business side of being in business. Um, I know that a lot of it's usually the other way around, um, you know, where service providers love what they do as a service, but they don't like all the background stuff. But I love that. And so over the years, I find myself more drawn to the business and the marketing. So I decided that I was going to change my career a little bit and upskilled, did my postgrad and in marketing and eventually evolved into this digital marketing agency, which I have today. Oh, that's, I love that you started out as a naturopath because I know what it takes to become a naturopath, how much time and energy and study goes into that. So the fact that you were able to train, that you took that and you then work with those who, yeah, they 
typically in the wellness industry, you're right, don't want to be yes. doing all the businessy thing, businessy things. <laughs> exactly. Like a godsend. No, yeah. Well, I think. I hope so in some small way, you know, it, it still allows me to feel really connected to that industry that I am passionate about. So my clients are, you know, coaches and other practitioners within the health and wellness industry, like psychologists, doctors, um, naturopaths, etc. And so I still feel I'm giving back to their community by helping them to run more efficiently within their business and that allows them to see more clients, be more proactive with their business and get out there and, and do what they love. Right. Well, to have that specific understanding, what stands out for you most that because you have that, you know, the, that it lends something more to who you are working with? I think there's a couple of things. So, you know, within the health and wellness industry, there's a lot of legalities involved. And, you know, so for me helping them with their marketing strategy or helping them with their coaching, I can really come at it from the angle of understanding the, the legal aspect of advertising, the legal aspect of putting themselves out there, what they can and can't say, yeah. um, and how to position themselves as the expert in their field. Um, because I've been there, I've had that journey myself, and I've worked with so many clients within that space as well. So I think that that really does help me to connect with them and to understand what they're really going through um, mm -hmm. within that industry and all of the changes that occur within those industries as well. Oh, that is a fantastic point. And so timely, because I literally just had this conversation with somebody <laughs> She was frustrated because she got dinged um, for a Facebook post that um, in the mm. UK that actually, okay. yeah. according to the rules, she knows she followed them, but somebody reported her and uh, the struggle that comes with that. So is that something that you're able yeah. to support essentially? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so helping them make sure that they understand the guidelines um, when it comes to advertising what words they can use, what they can't, and even down to, you know, the types of images and graphics that they use, because a lot of the time those get rejected as well. And um, here in Australia, you know, there's a lot of, <clears throat> there's a lot of different governing boards um, yeah. under one umbrella. Um, and each association that people belong to, um, depending on their profession, has different guidelines as well. So it's being able to make sure that they understand those guidelines. And, you know, um, I love going into all of those details. So I try and make sure that I'm up to date or I know exactly where they can go to get those answers as well. Um, yeah. So that they're not having to run into that issue like your, your client did in the UK. Because it's not nice, you know, to receive letters to say that you've done something wrong or to receive notifications, etc. Um, and you you want to get your message out there, but you want to also get it in a way that's going to not only connect with the audience, but follow the, the legal guidelines as well for your profession. Oh, exactly. Well, what 
feels like happens in those situations for the business owner is it can take a toll on you mentally and emotionally when you are showing up, knowing you're you in this and in that industry, it is very much a a heart led industry (laughs) and wanting to serve and help. And so to feel like some, like you're getting in trouble for something you're trying to do to actually help is distressing. It can be distressing at a minimum. Yeah. And it can leave you feeling, you know, vulnerable and insecure because you, you, I've, I've known clients who then have just pretty much stopped all their marketing all their advertising because their fear of going into that, getting into that same situation again. Right. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's about the education of what you can and can't do and then doing it the right way and making sure that you just keep trying and realizing that, you know, if you do get um, questioned about it, that you can give them the process that you followed and where you got your information, et cetera, and back that up. So that's also important in that process. So do you find when working with your clients in this industry that there is a certain level of um, emotional support to be, to provide um, while working with them? (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. You know, I think that my role um, has evolved from just business and marketing to definitely the the mindset, mental support um, and that emotional soundboard where people can come to and just let it out. Um, And just them speaking through it helps as well. Um, And I always like to bring it back to the mindset and how they reframe that so that they can actually take the lessons from what they've just gone through and move forward um, and not make those same mistakes, but still feel confident in what they're doing and knowing that, you know, they've got this amazing set of skills in their profession that so many millions of people need help with. So taking the fear out of it and keeping them moving in that momentum and motivating them. Because you're right, that is so important to do because the the silencing their voice out of fear then impacts the people that they could be helping. And exactly. Yeah, we don't want that. No, we don't. We don't. You know, recently I had a client who um who's a, a health coach and she's really been struggling with the emotional side of it because you know, I think that depending on where you are in your career, if you're early in the earlier days, you feel like you take all of your clients um, emotional, physical, mental baggage on board. Right. And you feel so responsible for their journey. Um, And when they don't get the results, you, you can sometimes feel like it's your fault, even though it's not. You know, you're there as the guide, um, as the coach to give them the tools. It's really still, again, up to them to take Mm -hmm. that on board. But she really started to take it on, take it to heart. Um, And it's, I could see the change with her demeanor and the way that she was 
not putting herself out there anymore um, with her marketing and her social media, et cetera. You know, and we really had to dig deep and get to that point where she felt clearer of what her role was in that process of client coach relationship um, and set those healthy boundaries as well. Oh gosh, that is so important. I want to, I want to lean into that a bit more because Mm. I'm, I'm guessing because you've been able to articulate that to your clients, you've probably experienced that. Yes. (laughs) Have you? And then how did you shift that? What, what happened for you? Yeah. Um, so I can clearly remember, um, it would have been the, within the first five clients that I ever saw when I opened up my first business here in Australia. And that was a health food store and naturopathic clinic. And I remember this client coming in and they had so much going on with their health. You know, they were in a really bad place. And um, we worked together for a short period of time and then they just stopped coming in and stopped making their appointments. And I, Mm. you know, I, I remember clearly sitting there thinking, what was it that I did wrong that hasn't helped them to continue with their journey to being healthier, being happier? Mm-hmm. Um, and it really tore me apart um, until I spoke to another practitioner who'd been in business for longer than I. Mm-hmm. Um, and they pointed out, you know, that that's that client's journey and they need to go through it at the pace that works for them. Um, and actually, years later, that same client did contact me and reached out when something else happened in their life. And I mm. asked the question, and they said that they actually were really thankful for the time that they did have with me, and they did get results, and they didn't feel that they needed more. And so, you know, here's me beating myself up because I thought I wasn't doing enough. But you have to look at it from their perspective as well. And if you don't get the opportunity to actually question them about it, um, it's you need to remember that it's it's not you. You're here to serve that purpose. And I, I continue to then just remind myself of that, of what my purpose was in the role of mm-hmm. at that stage being the naturopath and then being the client. Yeah. And that I could only teach them the tools, show them, guide them, provide them with the support, Mm -hmm. but they needed to take the action, make the changes for their health and their wellness. Um, And I've continued to just do that. Even now as a coach and a marketer, when I've got clients, I always remind myself that I'm here to provide the tools and the support, but I can't do it for you. Yeah. Um, so I'm really mindful that whenever I am providing support, that I make sure that I check in with them and make sure that they understand, you know, what we're going through, if it makes sense, if they feel comfortable with it. Because sometimes, you know, I've realized people don't always feel comfortable to voice that, oh, I don't understand something. They yeah. sometimes feel, you know, a bit inferior or that they should get it. So checking in regularly, I find helps, and then we can break down and 
I can explain it in a different way. We can come up with a different solution um, that they feel confident in implementing and taking action with. Yeah, it is. You do all that you can do, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, I think it's, I think it's really important for people to hear that, that it is, it is not your full responsibility for the results, but it is your full responsibility to offer the best you can. Exactly. And there's a difference between the two. <laughs> there great. is. There is a difference between the two. Yes. You know, um, we do have a duty of care, definitely. Um, but the client also has a responsibility for themselves. Yeah. Now, what else have you discovered in your years of doing all that you do that feels like today it's so easy to 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 do or remember or feel but at the beginning it was it was a lesson you were going to learn <laughs> um i think that the biggest lesson that i've learned is when things feel hard that's the point where something good is going to happen afterwards but it's often the point where we give up. So I have realized that you have to push through that little hurdle mm -hmm. and just get over that because yeah. there's good things on the other side of it. Oh, um, okay. So not giving up is the biggest lesson for me. Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's describe what it feels like when things feel hard. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I have had days, you know, um, all sitting in my office crying, literally crying, you know, because things feel like they are so hard. There's so much overwhelm, so much stress, you know, I've had, I've gone through, um, anxiety and panic attacks because of that and um, I myself went through adrenal fatigue and burnout because I just kept pushing and got to that stage where I just couldn't do anymore and it all felt so difficult and all felt so overwhelming and like nobody in the world was going through what I was going through you know that's mm. what you feel and that's yeah. what you tell yourself this is me this is my fault um I'm a failure you know I I, I can clearly remember some myself saying that to myself that yeah. I am a failure I should just go and get a job what am I doing thinking that I can help other people yeah. when I can't yeah. even help myself yeah so it it really plays you know with your head and um if you let that get the better of you, and I have, you know, there's been times where I have, and then I just, you know, you continue to feel worse. And then, then if you're a food person, it can drive you down the wrong pathway of food or, you know, bad habits that you, you, you stop exercising, you stop doing those self-care things that you really need in those moments as well. So, yeah. um, to make sure that you don't 
that you get out of those dark places, I always tell myself um, and my clients is have a support network because that's totally saved me. You know, I've Mm. got um, my networking groups that I belong to. And now at any time when I'm feeling low like that, even now, I will still, I'll go out there and I'll reach out to them and I'll tell them, hey, ladies, you know what? I'm feeling like crap. This is not working for me. Mm. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Um, And just verbalizing it, I find is cathartic and healing in a way. And um, bringing it from that subconscious to the conscious allows you to actually start seeing that there are solutions, there are opportunities of moving forward from that as well. Oh, yes. Yes. Because when it stays in, it's like the monster under the bed. (laughs) But when let out, everybody's like, that was just a mouse. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's amazing how, you know, how small it can feel when you actually let it out. Um, And how, how much easier it is then for you to move forward and take those small steps forward. They don't have to be giant leaps. That's the other thing is that people think that, you know, you have to make these massive decisions to be able to move forward in business and in any, in, and in your life in general. But Mm -hmm. I just look at it as what small step can you take today? That's Mm -hmm. going to result in a positive change. And you just keep doing that one day at a time. That's all we can do sometimes. It really is. And especially when we're talking about anxiety and overwhelm. And I think it's, those are common words thrown around, but they're not common words that we own. So often in the spaces we're, especially when we're in the um, health and wellness industry, or we, (laughs) we serve people because, oh, you can't know that. (laughs) We think that, but it is the human experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, you know, on that note, I remember doing an email campaign when I had one of my businesses and it was at a time where I was feeling really low emotionally. Mm -hmm. And I actually wrote the email from the perspective of how I was really feeling and not just putting up this front. And it was the best performing email that I've ever written. (laughs) You know, I think it was like 90% open rate and, but it not even just the open rate that the emails back, the replies and the, the opportunities that opened up for me, just being open to being vulnerable um, and sharing my story allowed my clients to realize Okay, Amita's human as well. She does have ups and downs. Um, she's just not this calm, perfect person all the time because they always tell me, you're so calm all the time. Like, yeah, yeah <laughs> I have to be, you know, right now in this moment, but trust right? me, like, I'm just as normal as you. Yes. You're like, that's my job right now is to be calm for exactly. you. <laughs> I'm going to exactly. go cry later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But for now, 
I'm here for you. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, I think it helps. It does help people to real to to realize that you're human as well, and you go through your ups and downs. And I think it helps when you're in business. If you can't, I'm not telling you to go out there and blurt every little detail of your life out. But mm-hmm. you know, be open to connecting and sharing because mm. it's that story when you tell that story that really connects with that other person on the other side that's listening to that that's reading that that's seeing your content um and that tends to be where the conversion comes from as well into a sale oh yeah well because it's genuine and yeah yeah so this is the uh, the intent behind your work I know that but also behind how you show up in other spaces. We were talking earlier about, um, about the podcast and yours is the same wanting to connect others because of this, what we're talking about here. There's this loneliness and there's this separateness we feel, but it doesn't have to be that way. No, exactly. It doesn't have to be that way. Um, and that really is where, the evolution of the Simple Marketing Solutions podcast came from um, because they really identified that the clients, the entrepreneurs, the solopreneurs, um, they do feel alone. They do feel like they, they feel isolated in their business. And I wanted to put together, it started off with marketing because I find that that's their biggest challenge um, and the things that they don't like doing, but they need the most help with. Right. Um, so the podcast came from that and it gives them the tools in simple, easy, small chunks that they can follow through. There's, you know, always tips and tools that they can put into place straight after listening to that episode. And I try to provide as much resources for them as well that they can go and download and use because that helps to actually take that action. It's not just you listening to it. You can do something with it. And that's how you move forward in your business, right? It's not only listening to it and hearing it. You have to do something with that information. Oh, I, I wish I had like a bell to ring or something. <laughs> that <Yeah. laughs> therein lies the magic because we get that dopamine hit when we hear information yeah. and we imagine it. So it feels like we've done something simply by learning something new. Yes. And with our day. <laughs> exactly. And expect change. But yeah. No. <laughs> you got to You got to do something. <laughs> You definitely do. Definitely have to take that next step, which means taking action um, and, you know, making it work for you. So, yeah, that's that's where the podcast really comes from. And that's my goal and, you know, what I want to provide because I can't, you know, I realize I can't work with every single person out there. Mm -hmm. And so this is just my way of trying to support them as much as I can in, in a different way. Oh, it's lovely. Well, for those who are looking to find who want to find you, who are going, okay, how can I work with you? (laughs) What spaces are you in? How do people connect with you? Um, Share all that. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Um, so if you want to listen to the podcast, if you look up Simple Marketing Solutions on any platform that you use to listen to podcasts, um, you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Holistic Vision Consultancy, or you can simply visit my website and get all the details from there. And that's holisticvision.com.au. Wonderful. Well, Mina, this has been fantastic. Thank you for your time and for all that you shared with everyone. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much, Katie. Oh, you're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.